0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I will proclaim, I will tell because I have read of, I have heard of, and I have witnessed the wondrous deeds of God. Psalm 40, verse 5. You may be seated. Dear friends in Christ, and I do mean... Friends in Christ, there's nothing like an old friend. On my first call day back in 1972, a few days afterwards, I received a postcard from an old friend, a pastor who had worked with me over at Barnes Hospital during our seminary years, a pastor who had graduated a year before me, a pastor who was now serving in the circuit that I had been called to. In that short little postcard, he simply encouraged me, told me how my family and I would really enjoy ministry and life in the Kansas district. And I got to tell you, this city kid from Detroit, (laughs) going to rural Kansas with crank telephones and outhouses, really appreciated those words of comfort. An old friend, you know, in recent weeks here in chapel, we have become acquainted with an old friend, an old friend that's dear to each and every one of us, an old friend that's very important to each and every one of us, and that old friend is our baptism, our baptism. This is the season of epiphany. This is our winter call day service. This is Black History Month, and this here at the Sam is Black Heritage Week. And you know, all of these have a way of reminding us of who we are and what we're here for. All of these have a, remind, a way of reminding us of our baptism. You know, it's sad that so many people today think of baptism in the past tense. They say to themselves, well, I was baptized at Mount Calvary Lutheran Church, or I was baptized on such and such a date, instead of thinking, as they should, of baptism in the present tense. I think of a quote attributed to Martin Luther. Don't say, I was baptized, but say, I am baptized. Baptism, what does it mean? Well, it means many things, but for this morning, let's limit ourselves to three interrelated thoughts. First of all, from a personal standpoint, I am forgiven. Secondly, I am connected personally with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit forever. And as such, I am part of his family. And you know what? You can say the same thing. On what basis? On the basis of God's word and God's promise. You know, today people are longing to connect with God. And the scriptures teach that that connection is made real to us in God's word and sacraments, the means of grace. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to Titus, reminds us that baptism is a washing A washing of rebirth, renewal, regeneration by the Holy Spirit. In other words, God, almighty God, is acting personally in our lives. In his letter to the Galatians, Paul says that we are clothed with Christ. How's that for a connection? In his letter to the Romans, as we heard last week, here in chapel, Paul connects baptism with the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. That African-American spiritual hymn asks the question, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there? Yes, you were, but you weren't hiding in the crowd or behind a bush or even at the foot of the cross. No, you were nailed to the cross with Jesus. That's why it causes us to tremble, tremble, tremble. And not only that, on Easter Sunday, baptism links us with Christ's resurrection. We are raised to a new life of forgiveness and reconciliation before God. And all of this goes on to tell us that baptism is not just some church ordinance. It's not just an act of obedience or a passage of life. Baptism is a means of grace, God pouring his forgiveness, his grace and mercy into our lives personally. Our name is called. The sign of the cross is put on our forehead and on our heart. God's grace comes into our life. God's name is placed upon us, and we become a part of his family forever. Dr. Kolb in his book, Make Disciples Baptizing, teaches us that baptism was a central part of the ministry of the early church, and that it should be a central part in the 21st century church's ministry in life. Guys, you go out into your parish, I urge you, and I urge you all, don't compartmentalize baptism. Don't use it as something that's over here when I need it, but weave it. Weave it into your ministry and your preaching and teaching in your worship life. Weave it into the very soul of your congregation because in baptism, we're able to hold fast to our true identity of who we are. Back in the year 2002, I was serving as a vacancy pastor in an African-American church in the inner city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's Black History Month, and this white guy's preaching the sermon, okay? I probably was as nervous then as I am right now. Anyway, halfway through the sermon, down the center aisle comes this African-American woman with two children. Following her, many steps behind, are two men wearing their Green Bay Packers jerseys. They're the fathers... Of these two children. All eyes were on this woman as she stops right in front of me and says, I want my kids baptized and I want them right done baptized right now. (laughs) An inconvenience? Yes. An interruption? Very much so. But I gotta tell you, on that day and the days that followed, those kids. And i got to tell you, when I baptized this little boy, he thought we were having a water fight. He started splashing me, (laughs) reminding me of my baptism. (laughs) But those kids, that family, that congregation, they came to know and appreciate what baptism was all about. It's so important that we understand in this epiphany season That we're not only reflecting on the glory of Christ and the greatness of His mission, but also the awareness that we are privileged to be part of His mission. It's epiphany. It's epiphany. And our catechism lesson for today talks about the blessings of baptism. I want to remind you that in baptism, God is linking us to his family. He is giving us the means of grace, his forgiveness, his life, and his salvation. And this is what we're sent for. This is what we're sent for. We need to hold fast to our true identity as the people of God, as the one holy Christian apostolic church. Don't ever forget that the word apostolic means sent. We are sent to baptize and teach all nations. We are sent to proclaim the truth of God's love and grace in Jesus Christ. We are sent, just as the Father sent the Son, to save people from hell and to heaven. So let's go forward courageously and boldly, celebrating the truth that we are part of God's family, but also part of his great mission. And as we do, let us do so grateful grateful for the insurance and the encouragement and the blessing of that dear old friend. Our baptism. Amen. In the grace and the peace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in true faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.